A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Chapter 26, Ethics. The counter in Alice's bathroom was covered with a thousand different products, all claiming to beautify a person's surface. Since everyone in this house was both perfect and impermeable, I could only assume that she'd bought these things with me in mind. I'm Julia Argy. And I'm Vanessa Zoltan. This is Hot and Bothered, Twilight and Quarantine. Imagine if I showed up at your house and was like, here's a bunch of products to make you look better. You're ugly and you need to fix it. Although both you and my other best friend, Kim, got me beautifying products for my birthday last year. So I got you luxury chapstick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Telling me my lips are chapped. Well, I'm glad you picked up on that subliminal messaging. (laughs) For your birthday, I'm going to get you nothing because you're perfect and beautiful. Wow. Thank you. That's really sweet. No birthday present. Sorry. Okay. Julia, I'm going to go first in the 30-second recap. I'll tell you everything that happened. Great. Three, two, one, go. So Alice puts Bella in a dress, and Bella doesn't even know what it is. And then Bella goes home, and Charlie's like, Jacob got injured. And Bella's like, he what? And um, Charlie is like, everything is weird. Promise me that you'll tell me before you go away. And then Bella goes to Jacob, and he's healing. And he's like, I'm glad you know that I love you. And Bella's like, yeah, I love you too. I've been brainwashed. And Jacob is like, well, at least you know now. And Edward sucks. Sure. Yeah. There was some editorializing. The brainwashing part I don't think was quite in the text. Are you ready? I'm so ready. On your mark, get set, go. Okay, yeah, whatever whatever Vanessa said about Alice, and then she goes to La Push. Oh, yeah, and also the Charlie thing happened. She goes to La Push. Carlisle has had to re-break all of Jacob's bones, um, and he's on tons of morphine. Um, they have this talk where they role-play, like, Jacob berating Bella, being like, you're an evil skank, and I hate you. And then she starts to sob, and they're, like, snuggling, Um, yeah, that was it. Pretty dark. Um, okay, breaking news. Did you have any? 
Well, from the first line, we hear that vampires can't wear makeup because their skin is impermeable. Like, does it just slide off? Like, are they (laughs) waterproof? Like, does rain also just slide off? Like, what is that like for them? Also, if that's true, let's harness that material and start making rain jackets out of vampire skin. Great idea. Wow. Vanessa's the Cruella de Vil of vampires. <laughs> She's like, I need their skin to make me a beautiful coat. I think Cruella de Vil is misunderstood. Wow. From a dog lover, that really speaks volumes to what you think of her character. Look, she loves fashion. Uh-huh. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do for fashion. Alice and Cruella would get along. Yeah, totally. Do you think that Bella is wearing a Dalmatian fur coat? Like, she never looks down. We don't know what she's wearing. I know. Maybe she's wearing a Dalmatian fur coat. And as she's wearing it, she says she's, quote, unquote, unable to remember what Alice dressed her in. It's like, look down. (laughs) What was your breaking news? That, like, Charlie is less dumb. He's like, Billy was acting weird, and he wanted to watch a game, and there was no game. Like, He showed the capacity to notice things, which I don't feel like is a capacity we saw in him before. That is so interesting you say that because I think it's kind of worse to, like, have all of the puzzle pieces and not be able to put them together. Like, I would rather just, like, not know there's a puzzle. Like, that seems better to me than being like, I heard a wolf howling and then all of a sudden the wolf's howl was overshadowed by Jacob's cursing. I wonder what was up with that, you know? Wait a minute. I cannot believe I'm defending Charlie. But, like, do you honestly expect him to, like, understand the supernatural of this? He's a man who likes facts, Julia. I mean, if he were a different person, I could imagine someone being like, there were all these werewolf attacks. There were giant werewolf sightings. I hear a wolf crying in pain. Then I hear a person crying in pain. And I have the sense that, like, Bella is about to leave me and something bigger than what I understand is going on. Like, if that were me, I would be, like, 100% werewolves. (laughs) Wow. I am somebody who, like, when anything too weird happens, I go into the simplest explanation is probably the correct one. I feel for Charlie in this. I am not as smart as you, and I would not put together that it's werewolves. I wouldn't. I just know myself. This is me being honest about me. I'm just more into conspiracy theories. I'm just open to the occult. Yeah, I am not. I'm like, that sounds like a big old coincidence. Move on. I have one other thing in breaking news, which is that Charlie doesn't like the idea that Jacob might have sworn in front of his pure daughter. I know. He says, take the Lord's name in vain. I was like, what? Like, I can totally imagine Charlie cursing at a sports game, but like all of a sudden saying, oh my God, is like totally inappropriate. I Like, Charlie, I had no idea you were such a sensitive soul that you couldn't stand, oh my God, or Jesus Christ. Yeah. How do you do your police work, Charlie? The world is a terrible place. That was a lot of character insight that we got just from that one line. Did you have a moment of genuine enjoyment? Yeah, Bella is, quote unquote, struck by the waste of Alice's shopping. And I was like, finally, someone is speaking about this. (laughs) The environmental (laughs) consequences of vampire behavior. So happy about it. Yeah, conspicuous consumption, like just for the sake of it, is a problem in these books, right? The yellow Porsche. 
Yeah, I'm thinking the yellow Porsche. I'm thinking... The three miles of Christmas lights heading to the Collins house. Exactly. And then it's like, and then they don't splurge at the wrong moments, right? Like hotels, like that doesn't actually add to bad consumptive habits. So like the hotel rooms are there no matter what. Mm -hmm. Experiential spending, Collins, rather than material spending. Any other moments of genuine enjoyment? I had a line of genuine cringe. Can I share? Oh, yay. I found it so horrible to read the line when Bella goes, Jake, how can we be friends when we love each other like this? I was like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be friends. It also sounds like it's from Gone with the Wind. You know, like something about it seems like it's like from the 1800s. (laughs) How can we be friends when we love each other like this, Ashley? Exactly. It was really hard for me. What did you genuinely enjoy in this chapter? There was so much anti-motorcycle rhetoric. I loved it. Even though it was like a fake motorcycle accident, everybody was like, motorcycles are dangerous. And Charlie was like, Bella, I told you, you can't ride a motorcycle. And Bella was like, I promise, Charlie. And I was like, yes, let's keep talking about how dangerous motorcycles are. Even though there wasn't a motorcycle accident, that is not a reason to not talk about this. It's like Ruth Bader Ginsburg said. It would be like closing an umbrella because you're like, I haven't gotten wet, right? It's like we shouldn't not talk about motorcycle accidents just because there wasn't a motorcycle accident. Genius. So we're going to do questions and concerns. And I know that I've already talked about this, but I just want to give a minute to it. I believe Bella, before her assault, that she is not in love with Jacob. And I don't like that here she's like, oh, I got turned on when we kissed. So I guess I am in love with you. I hate it. I hate the whole I am in love with you thing. So we're actually going to have an episode next week, and we're going to talk to an expert, Emily Nagoski, about this. But I suspect that often we try to justify the actions of our sexual assaulters, and this is Bella, like, having been traumatized and therefore trying to justify that her, quote-unquote, like, best friend wouldn't assault her, and therefore she must be in love with him. (sighs) What about you? Did you have any questions or concerns? Yeah, I had, like, another moment in, like, the Twilight Tunnel in which, like, the books get so messed up that they kind of come out on the other side. So mm-hmm. we hear in Alice's conversation with Bella that Bella, like, can protect her own mind so well, and they're thinking about what her vampire power will be. And the quote that Alice says is that Bella is safe inside her own mind. And then, like, in the next scene, we get Jacob psychologically manipulating her, and it's, like, the dramatic irony between Bella being, quote-unquote, safe inside her own mind, but, like, totally unsafe inside her own mind because all of the characters, like, mess with her 24-7 and try to tell her what to do. I was like, Meyer is pointing there to how, I don't know, no woman is an island or something. Like, we can never be safe. Uh, Kudos to Stephanie Meyer for, again, showing the complexities of victims of manipulation. Yeah. Also, I would just like to add that Leah is the only girl and then she apparently can't fight for shit. Yeah, I know. Sucked. (laughs) It just, it annoys me in the Harry Potter books when Fleur de la Cour is like the only athlete in the four wizard tournament. 
And then she's like the only bad one and comes in last. And then again, we have it here. It's like there's one woman werewolf and she's bad at it. And she's the one that they accuse of psychologically tormenting everyone else. It's like, ugh, she's so bitchy. She's always whining and gossiping and she can't even fight. I'm like, Jesus. (laughs) And then Emily and Bella are like cooking all the time. Ugh. (laughs) Complicate your gender norms, Stephanie Meyer. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, I have advice. Great. So Jacob keeps being like, Edward is manipulating you, Bella. And Bella is like, no, I think he was just being honest and supportive. And Jacob was like, no, he's not. I'm telling you he's manipulating you. My advice to Jacob is to assume good intentions. He is projecting his own bad intentions onto Edward. And just because you are a dick doesn't mean that Edward is a dick. Try to learn. Yeah. I don't think we totally touched on this in our recap, but Jacob was hoping that Edward would maybe even hurt Bella for kissing him. He's like, did he hurt you? I was so sorry. I couldn't be there to see it. Like, and then Bella's like, no, he was really cool and chill because my boyfriend rocks. And he's like, fuck that. I hate that. Yeah. Jacob is (laughs) mad at Edward for like handling something maturely and kindly and with compassion. But like, He takes it a step further. He, like, doesn't even believe Edward. He thinks that Edward is faking it. Yeah. And first of all, there's nothing wrong with faking maturity, right? Like, what matters is your actions. So even if you are faking maturity, it's still maturity. At least that maturity is something that you have access to tapping into and, like, choosing that behavior. I just think that Jacob is projecting so majorly. He's like, nobody could possibly behave better than I do. Everybody is probably manipulating and assaulting Bella because it's what I do. Yeah. And talking about like psychological twistedness, he like wants Bella to be like, apparently he loves Bella so much and they're quote unquote soulmates or something awful like that. But also he wants her to suffer at the hands of her boyfriend. It's like, we know you want that because you keep kissing her against her will. But like, put the puzzle pieces together, Jacob. (laughs) Yeah. How do you love her if you want her to be in pain all the time? I know. Wow. That's too real, Vanessa. What advice do you have? I have a new theory about the motorcycles. We talked about how, like, the human population really responded to the motorcycle accident as motorcycles being dangerous. And I kind of think having dangerous hobbies as a supernatural creature is, like, a really good long con because Mm. there's a high likelihood that you're going to get injured. And if it's, like... We always know Jacob's going around on his motorcycle, even if, like, he does it for a few months and, like, everyone knows he has a motorcycle. 
when he does ultimately get injured, he has a great cover. And so I don't think camping is really dangerous enough for the Cullens. I think they need to pick up a new dangerous hobby so that if someone gets injured, if someone like suddenly disappears, they can be like a tragic hang gliding accident happened to Jasper when in reality he was like killed by a newborn or something. Julia, you would be such a good spy. Thank you. You are so good at coming up with, like, long-term covers. And I've been really into learning more about spying lately. So much of it is this attention to detail and, like, the very slow, long con and, like, about setting up alibis in case something goes badly later. Like, this is just really brilliant. Well, actually, our whole eight-year friendship has been a really long credit card scam. I'm just trying to get your credit card number. So I gave it to you recently. <laughs> yeah, I've actually had it for a couple of years now. I don't know. I'm waiting for the bank account numbers now. <laughs> I need to cancel all my credit cards. Okay. <laughs> What's your second piece of advice? My second piece of advice is to Bella. Bella, it's really important that we not rewrite the past. It's important that we, like, stay aware of past truths because Bella is like, ugh. Jacob would have been my soulmate if there weren't these, like, monstrous creatures. And I'm like, no, Bella. Rewind to a book ago when Jacob, like, was awkwardly sitting there with his hand up in the movie theater and you were, like, not tempted at all to hold it. Like, you were not into him. And it wasn't just about your grief about Edward. Like, even if you're grieving a past relationship, you can still be attracted to other people. And you were never attracted to him. You were never into him. You always teased him about being younger. So, like, don't now be like, ugh, we would be soulmates. It's not true. It's straight up not true. And I just think it's really dangerous to rewrite the past, right? So, Bella, confront the truth of the past. I mean, given your theory that the Twilight books are written— <laughs> written <laughs> novels by Bella Swan, she should just reread New Moon and be like, oh, never mind. <laughs> right. I own the books. You can borrow them or get them from the library. Julia, what's your second piece of advice? So we hear in this chapter that Bella floats the idea that Edward should join her for the, like, you know, 50th breakup with Jacob and hold her hand as she does it. I think she should have done that. (laughs) (laughs) Made it a party. Defend this stance. I think in terms of dramatic tension, it would be unparalleled to, like, bring your current boyfriend to your breakup (laughs) with your, like, side boyfriend. (laughs) So to entertain you, this advice is so that you would be more entertained. Yeah, it is to entertain me, but I also think it would be, like, finally the tent camping scene but like everyone is awake like I it just hasn't happened yet you know what I mean like apparently Edward and Jacob are acting like brothers when Jacob is injured but like there's been no scene where all three of them are awake and trying to navigate the weird relationship that they somehow concocted and I'm like why have we read so much of these books without like this happening on the page I'm just dying for it I think Jacob would behave worse And Bella would be able to, like, center herself around how Edward is better than Jacob. It's like an intervention. Exactly. Yes. Where all the truths can come out. Yes. Airing of grievances. So, Julia, it's time for round two of Family Feud. 
<laughs> okay, so Julia, you have three chances to guess one of the top three answers that people gave to this question. Okay. What animal is Charlie smarter than? I'm not going to say cat because of the cat people. It's not dolphin. No, why are you naming smart animals? Because I'm having to rubble with the question, <laughs> Vanessa. Um, a snail? That is one of the top three answers. Stop. Okay. A duck and a deer. Oh, a le- what are those called? Lemmings. I take back a duck. And I'm adding <laughs> lemming. Okay. Well, you got one of them. People did say s- snail. Okay. <laughs> Seven people said snail. Uh, seven people also said a hamster or a guinea pig. Okay. And then 12 people said fish. Oh. Fish are actually really smart, so I take issue with that. <laughs> but okay. It's not about what's right. It's about what people said. I know. I struggled with that last, <laughs> last challenge, you too. <laughs> okay. Now, who in the Twilight series is Alice's next makeover victim? Angela, Charlie, and Billy. Charlie is the number one answer. 42 people said Charlie. Wow. <laughs> Get a life, Charlie. Angela is sadly number four. Oh, so Only close. nine people said her. Uh, number two and three are Edward and Jacob. Oh, they're fine. They don't need more help. We've given them enough help. <laughs> <laughs> so you have two out of six so far. Okay, okay. Okay. Last question. Who is definitely not getting an invite to the wedding? I mean, based on the graduation party, literally everyone is getting an invite <laughs> to the wedding. So, um, James, Victoria, and the Volturi. You got two out of three. Victoria and the Volturi were both on there. Jacob was number one. <laughs> Victoria's dead, so... <laughs> It would be a real sick burn if they did invite Victoria. <laughs> and then they were like, when they were filling out their RSVPs, they were like, oh, she can't come because she dead. R.I.P. RSVP, R.I.P. Wait, Jake, Jacob was the first person? Yeah. 30 people said it. They are wrong. Jacob is totally going to be invited. I'm sorry to say. Well, anyway, again, you saved yourself at the end. I feel like this is just like last time. So you got four out of nine. That's awesome. Okay, let's see if I can do better. Okay, what do vampires do when they can't sleep? Murder, compose music, Mm -hmm. and read. One for three. Top answer was sex, and (laughs) second answer was be creepy. And third was read, which you got right. Okay, one out of three. I'm proud of that. Okay, what should Bella's vampire power be? One, repelling assholes, like no more assholes in her life. Yeah. Two, flying like a bat. Uh Uh-huh. And three, like not thirsting for human blood, like being fine as a vegetarian. You did great. The second and third answers were knowing when men are bad slash setting boundaries, which I think you spoke to well. Thank you. The third answer was flying slash not being carried. Great. The first was weather. Oh, true. She should control the weather. There are actually a lot of really good answers that didn't make it. I love undoing imprinting. That's a great, that's a great answer. She'll like touch Sam and Emily's head and be like, you can do what you want now. Yeah. 
Okay, one to tie, two to win. Name a chore that vampires hate. Dishes. Uh Uh-huh. Because it, like, smells like food and they don't like it. Laundry, evidenced by the fact that, like, Edward and Alice never do Bella's laundry. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say cleaning the bathroom, even though, like, they don't have to clean the bathroom because they don't go to the bathroom, right? Two to win. Laundry and dishes. Yay! The third answer was cooking. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it did. I won! You did. Congratulations. Thank you. This is what a winner looks like, Julia. Yeah, I would know because I won last time. (laughs) Did you have anything in your Twilight Diary, Julia? Since we're coming to the end of Eclipse, I had a moment that really made me dread Breaking Dawn, which was there's this line where Bella's thinking about her conversation with Jacob, and she says, was it out there for Jacob too? Something that would trump a soulmate? I had to believe it was. Knowing what's coming, that is really dark. I have to hope that he will imprint on my newborn. It's like a Greek tragedy where you, like, are trying to avoid something so much it ends up happening. Oedipal. Oh, God. It kind of is. What do you want to put in Bella's care package? I want to get her some fancy hot chocolate. I got Eve some recently, and I just feel like it's really good for curing all physical and emotional ailments. And we don't hear about whether or not she got a cast, so I'm pretty sure her hand is still totally broken. And she just, like, kind of dumped her boyfriend, who wasn't really her boyfriend, but whatever. She's suffering. She needs some hot cocoa. What are you going to put in Bella's care package? I'm going to put some Pond's cream to remove all the makeup that Alice put on her and some of her, like, favorite clothes to change into. So I'm combining movie Bella with book Bella. So I'm going to send her some Henleys, some flannels, and a khaki skirt. You do you, Bella. What do you think is going to happen next chapter? I mean, it's probably the wedding planning, right? Like, Edward and Bella get summons to Alice, who's, like, planning this, like, fascist wedding. Yeah, it definitely has to end on a happy note, and I'm just not sure what that will be because, like, Bella's not going to be happy about wedding planning unless, you know, she's taking a lot of twists and turns in this book, so maybe she's going to 180 like she did on Jacob, but it's kind of hard to imagine how it will end. These books don't really care about Bella's happiness, though. Wow, that's deep. This has been Twilight and Quarantine, a Pond's Cold Cream from Hot and Fathered. This episode and all episodes are produced by Ariana Nettleman, but this episode is edited by Malika Gumbankum. This show was conceived of as a vampire baby by Julia Argy, and I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and I'm going as Cruella DeVille for Halloween this year. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions and are distributed by 8Cast. Thanks, everyone. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.